There are a lot of things I haven't liked about Mike Tomlin's tenure on the field, off the field. But I got to tell you, the way he's carried himself over the past month, there hasn't been a single surprise in any scenario, including this past weekend. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday, and I mean every weekday, like all through the offseason, for those who have been asking. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates for those who are interested in hockey or baseball. Tomlin found his way to get his message out to the people he cares about when it comes to getting messages out. And those are always, always, always the people in the building, as I've been sharing with you for many years. Even when he speaks with us reporter types, what he is seeing as he talks to us are his players, are his coaches, are the people in the building. He knows they're going to see, hear, or read what we report, and he wants them to get a certain message. So how does this go? Let's rewind a little bit here. In Orchard Park, after the game, after about four minutes of the press conference, which is about as long as a post-game press conference lasts, Bert Loughton, the team's longtime communications director, picks up on a pause in the questioning. The coach hates the pause. Bert hates the pause. So what Bert does reflexively, every time there's a pause, is he'll bark out to the room, anyone else? And it was then that a question came from an ESPN reporter, Brooke Pryor, who covers the team on a regular basis, that began with a reference to Tomlin being on the last year of his contract. If you watch the video like it's the Zapruder film, you will see that Tomlin's head turns to the left to begin heading toward the door somewhere between the words last and year. He knew what was coming. He didn't think it was going to be a question about the secondary being banged up. So my educated guess here on having been around these two gentlemen for a long time is that Tomlin and Loughton had an understanding. If this comes up, I'm going to walk out of here, which he did. I'm not here to talk about other reporters' questions or anything like that. I ask what I want. They ask what they want. Speaking only for myself, I save the broader picture stuff for Tomlin's session that comes later in the week because I know he's not going to answer those immediately after a game. He's never done it, and he wasn't about to do it here. So Tomlin walks out, and the video, you know, it goes viral the way you would expect. The funny thing is, there's not a soul in that environment who was surprised by it, because he's done it many times. It might not be after a game, although I'm pretty sure there have been a couple of those. It can be after a practice. It can be after a training camp session. He just hears something that he doesn't like, and he walks away. A few years ago, I wanted to ask Tomlin a question one-on-one. I didn't want any other reporters to have his answer after a practice. So I asked Bert, hey, Bert, can I get the coach one-on-one? And he kind of makes this face because the coach doesn't like to do one-on-ones. Bert says, I'll see what I can do. Practice ends. 
Coach comes marching my way. We're both standing out there in the grass, no one else around us. And I begin to ask this question about Heinz Ward's usage in his final season when you might remember he wasn't getting the football at all and it was pretty clear he was done. Tomlin wanted nothing to do with this. He takes one sideways step to his right and walks right past me without saying a word. And just as he's about to enter the facility, he yells out, I tried, Bert! I tried! That was it! That was the end of it! Bert and I had a good laugh out in the grass, and I went back to write my column without a quote. That was it! This happens all the time. We, reporters, including me, aren't a thing for him. And again, speaking only for myself, I really don't care. I have to do the same job either way. So yesterday, with his players in the building, in that building, one more time, one final time really, he pulls them all together. He has a meeting. It does not last very long. And in that meeting, he tells them he's coming back to be the head coach in 2024. He further explains to them that the reason that he didn't answer the reporter's question in Buffalo was that because he has another year on the contract, he didn't feel it was an issue, and he didn't feel it was appropriate to explain anything to the media at that time. But because it had become a thing, in particular with the video, he wanted to make sure that they got the message, because that's the only thing he's ever concerned about, is them getting the message. And the result is, the people who didn't like Tomlin, or hate Tomlin, or want him gone, we're going to look at that video and say, ah, what an outrage. Chuck Noll wouldn't have done that. To which, of course, the magnificent Steel City Films account on social media uncovered a spectacular inside the press room clip of a reporter asking the late, great Mr. Knoll something related to his contract or his future with the team. To which Noel says, I don't have to answer that. And he gets up from this table and walks right out of the room. This stuff happens. It happens across sports. It happens all the time. Reporters aren't offended by it. Reporters don't really care about it. Total, total, total non-issue, as is now Tomlin's immediate future with the Steelers. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Exciting news from Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Join them this month for an $8,000 cash drawing on January 21st at noon. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament starting January 23rd with a $25,000 guarantee prize pool. Seize your chance in the daily high-hand hustle promotion. The first 10 high hands went up to $200 with a second round from 6 to 10 p.m. More action more winnings only at Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Visit livecasinopittsburgh.com for details. Also, be sure to follow Live Pittsburgh's Poker Room on X at Live Poker WML for promotion and tournament news.
Today's J1Q comes from Chris, who says, DK, does Terrell Austin get a pass as the defensive coordinator because of true attrition? Or does Pat Meyer get a pass because Dan Moore went 180 to the bad and Mason Cole was lousy in positions that were supposed to be upgrades? Chris, I'm going to seize upon what you're asking here and then kind of maybe a little bit dovetail it with what was there in the opening segment, which is that A, the head coach is coming back. B, major change is needed. And C, if it isn't the first one, it's got to be the second. I don't believe, I'm going to take this first from a from an opinion standpoint, that anyone in that realm should be safe. I don't believe that there is an assistant coach in the Steelers environment who should be safe. Not the coordinators, not the assistants, not their assistants, not anybody. The stuff that happened over the 2023 season can't happen again. And if that takes, as I've been saying for a while now on this program, Art Rooney to have a meeting with Tomlin where he lays out how it's going to be. And this is what I need from this position. And this is what I need from that position. And this is the level of discipline that we need after communicating with these players and those players. Whatever it was that Najee Harris said, whatever it was that TJ Watt appeared to echo yesterday about the way things are run on the inside. All of those have to come up. You can maintain the same figurehead, in theory anyway, and get this stuff done if the figurehead buys in. And that's the part which I've been most skeptical from, well, going way back to Indianapolis when I first really started popping off on this subject. It can't just be continuity for continuity's sake. If you believe in the head coach, as I know for a fact that Rooney does, then you've got to make him understand that applying these changes would only facilitate that which he and everyone else in the building hopes to achieve. That, of course, is contention. That, of course, is a Super Bowl, ultimately. That's why I've focused way more on Rooney than on Tomlin. In this context, because he's the only one that can do this. And now that we know, and I mean know, that Tomlin's coming back, the wheel's got to start spinning in the owner's head. He's got to be meeting with people, lots of people. He's got to be uncovering his own information. That's something that I've learned in the past about team ownerships in general when they're undergoing meaningful relevant, not just for show, change, is that they have to do their own work. They don't just bring Tomlin into the office and say, hey, Mike, why did this happen? They have to already know that answer. Going back a few years when Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle made massive wholesale changes with the Penguins. This was in the mid-2010s. 
They trusted nobody to help them in this process. They did all of the digging themselves. They'd bring in one person at a time. What about this? What about that? And they ended up firing a GM when they had no intention of firing that GM. They only were going to fire the coach. You know what happened very soon after that? That's right. They won not one Stanley Cup, but two Stanley Cups. I'm not making any kind of predictions here, and I'm not comparing it in that sense. What I'm saying is that Rooney's got to roll up his sleeves, and he's got to do it in a way that he's never done before. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will, in fact, do another one of these tomorrow. 